welcome to the Breakthrough Podcast with your host, Isabella Mannering. I'm a hormone health and breathwork coach, trauma and PTSD recovery practitioner amongst other qualifications, and I'm the creator of the revolutionary therapeutic method, now trademarked, called Theta Somatics. This podcast is all about diving deep into the world of physical and mental health and helping you to get real and tangible results no matter where you are on your healing journey or what you're dealing with, whether it's hormone health or period issues, stress and anxiety, stubborn weight, acne, infertility, low self-esteem or toxic relationships, everything is connected and roots back down to the same universal root cause issues. This podcast is going to give you the no BS tools that you need to bring your mind and body back to balance so that you can break through to your next level. And by tuning in, you've started the process. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Breakthrough. Today we are talking about something so important, which is the fact that women now have to do it all and be it all for everyone, all the time. Her great wife, sister, girlfriend, friend, mother, co-worker, daughter, boss, employee, housemate, cook, cleaner, boss, bitch, CEO with the sick side hustle while being fit and healthy and sane and calm. I mean, our mental load is heavy. We are carrying so much around and it is ruining our health. So in today's episode, I'm going to be starting off by digging into this just a little bit more, really explaining the concept of the mental load. I'm going to provide some context and examples and stats just to really help bring this to life for you and start helping you make connections and breakthrough moments about how this is playing into your own life and health. I'm really going to dive into the impact on our physical health. Like how is this putting pressure on so many systems in the body, like your reproductive system, your sleep, your adrenals and stress hormones, your gut health, immunity, and so, so much more. And then I'm going to give you some tips and actionable advice, like always, so that you can start working on it today. And also just try and help you feel so much less alone in this because you're definitely not alone when it comes to the burnout and the crazy mental load. So to start off, here is the definition. A mental load refers to the invisible yet overwhelming burden of managing and organizing tasks, responsibilities, and emotional labor in everyday life. It encompasses sort of the cognitive and emotional labor involved in the planning, the coordinating, and just remembering of tasks. And it disproportionately falls on women. And I'm going to get a bit spicy here, but please stay with me. I want to make it very clear that I think it is great that women have so many options now. Yes, we love that. Be whoever you want to be and chase your goals. But so many women feel like they are responsible for it all now. That everything is on their plate. That they have a responsibility to do it all and be it all. Because we can. And interestingly, traditionally, throughout sort of measured and recorded history. Women have reported higher levels of happiness than men. 
but they are now reporting happiness levels that are similar and even lower than those of men. And this trend lines up with the increases in our rights and gender equality, which is the opposite of what you would expect, right? You would think that having more choice and not being subjected to living in the kitchen and raising children for the rest of your life would correlate with an increase in happiness levels. But it's done the opposite. So to be clear again, I'm not saying that I think us having more rights is the reason we are unhappy. Big feminist over here, we should be able to do everything that men can do, 1000%. But what I think this trend and these statistics are saying is that women now have so much on their plate. We want to fulfill our potential and do it all, right? We are working full-time jobs. More women than men are going to college. We are killing it. And we still take on the vast majority of household duties and emotional labor. According to the World Economic Forum, women globally spend an average of 4.4 hours a day on unpaid work compared to 2.5 hours for men. And gosh, this was especially apparent during the pandemic. The New York Times did, I think it was a series or they did a couple of very brilliant pieces on how women picked up the emotional labor, like caring for relatives and becoming teachers for our kids, looking after neighbors. And it was usually the women that had to give up their jobs to do all of that, not the men. So unsurprisingly, studies show that women are more burnt out than men. 46% of women report being burnt out compared to 37% of men. Women disproportionately bear the brunt of the emotional labor in the workplace too, like organizing birthdays and cards and gifts, etc., or cultural events and celebrations. Oh my God, I remember when I worked as a consultant, I worked with a few men, same level as me, same position, and they never took notes in client meetings. They just expected me to do it, even though we were at the same level and we had different roles on the team. So, we're, you know, we're looking for different aspects in the notes like it was 2021 and 2022 how is that still a thing and when I was 21 god I once had a male colleague that never brought his past to the office and he expected me to buzz him in every single day as he went in and out it was such a ridiculous microaggression that took up so much mental and emotional space for me and the stats also show that working women under the age of 30 are the most likely group to get burnt out. Nearly half of 18 to 30, no, 18 to 29 year olds, sorry, say that they feel drained compared to 40% of those 30 and up. So that's a 10% difference. So what we're learning from all of this in summary is that women, millennials and Gen Z who are far more free with their options than ever before are exhausted and they're stressed. And this trend of burnout and decline of female happiness is accelerating and only going to get worse. And of course, when you're living in this state, your body goes into survival mode. What does that mean? Well, your nervous system lives in fight or flight. Your body's processes then focus all their energy on just keeping you alive, focused on survival dumping glucose into your bloodstream to give your muscles energy to fight or flee, blood sugar dysregulation, your heart rate and your blood pressure increase, 
your adrenals pump out stress hormones, throwing your reproductive hormones like estrogen and progesterone out of whack, and prolonged exposure to stress can dysregulate the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, the HPA axis, which contributes to conditions like adrenal fatigue, thyroid disorders, and other reproductive health issues like PCOS or worsening endometriosis because your body can't, your body is like in a civil war with itself basically and it, it can't heal properly. Your digestion is suppressed and blood is diverted away from non-essential organs like your digestive system, which is why IBS and Crohn's are on the rise and you lose your ability to think as creatively. And in the long term, now that women are working during menopause and are often hitting like the peak of their corporate careers, they've got big leadership positions or they're still working because we live so bloody long now and life is so expensive and we can't retire early, chronic stress will amplify menopause symptoms because when you go through menopause, the hormonal changes that happen make you more susceptible to stress, especially um, your stress hormone cortisol, which exacerbates hormonal imbalances. I view this as a wonderful transition into you just like no longer taking shit and really stepping into your authenticity and power because living out of alignment just becomes so physically unbearable. That's my positive take on menopause. It's like the final transition into stepping into your power and womanhood. But anyway, I digress. That's a topic for another time. But this is why when women come to me with period problems, hormone issues like PCOS or endometriosis, missing periods, hypothalamic amenorrhea, that maybe they've got stubborn weight, insulin resistance, so blood sugar or blood glucose issues or high or low cortisol, we focus on treating the same root cause, just getting them out of survival mode so their body can return to balance. Because if we don't do it now, they will be forced to eventually when they feel worse or they hit rock bottom. And that is what my work is all about. You can change your diet. You can take all the supplements, but that won't do anything really. If your amygdala in your brain sends out the danger signal over and over, throwing your nervous system into dysregulation. And in my view, all of the stats I just ran you through also reflect the issue of us just not valuing the feminine needs and feminine energy, both as a patriarchal society and as women. If you're not familiar with these concepts, um, let me just break it down and provide a bit more context for you. So something that I really noticed growing up as a young girl was the fact that there was often a lack of respect for the role of the feminine in society. Like, gosh, kids would say things like, oh, her mum doesn't work or she does nothing or she's just a mum. And now I see this with my clients who say, oh, I'm just a mum or I'm a stay-at-home mum, so I'm not really up to much anymore. And they forget to realise that actually cooking dinner, raising children and doing laundry is an enormous role. It provides so much value to your family and to the world it's unpaid and unrecognized and disrespected labor, but it is labor nonetheless. It makes the world go round and you're already doing so much. It's so much more common to value the sort of masculine needs and traits and celebrate those like ambition and achievement. And by the way, masculine and feminine energies 
are unfortunate terms for it really because it doesn't necessarily tie to gender like we both have a split of masculine and feminine energies another way you can think of this is sun and moon energy or yin and yang so I'm not really talking about gender so much here but what I'm trying to say is that we're devaluing the feminine traits like nurturing and community building cooking for the family or cleaning creating family moments and connections like cooking for example is seen as this like simple Thing that can be done in three seconds after a full working day but in our grandparents generation they would spend all day cooking and nurturing the children because that was seen as a full-time job and yes obviously women were devalued then certainly there was a lack of equality and they had no other choice or options at all we don't want to go back to that but what I see then was that the feminine role was actually valued and respected. Like they were seen as providing value and they felt, this is crucial, they felt like they were providing value too because it was an established role, right? So now we're still doing all of these things, but it's just seen as a part of life. It's not a valued, huge task that actually takes up a lot of emotional energy. It's sort of just kicked to the side and it's seen as something that, oh, you just have to do along with doing everything else that the men do, like work full time and kill it in the corporate world. The nurturing, the healing, the looking after kids, the, the mothering, the community building, the sisterhood, the teaching, that was always seen as a high value thing. And what's happened is we have fought for equality to be given the same opportunities and resources as men rather than fighting for equity, which is realizing that women have different circumstances, needs and roles, and we need the world to accommodate those and be designed in a way that works for us too and respects that. So as women, our adrenal systems, our stress response is much more sensitive and it's our superpower. It makes us incredibly effective leaders Women navigated the pandemic in leadership roles on the whole so much better because of this incredible awareness and sensitivity we have. I really want to make this clear. The fact that our adrenal system is more sensitive is not a weakness. It is our superpower. And the reason it's more sensitive is because our body can create life. What a gift. Truly. And even if you never want children, which is absolutely okay, your body is still designed to create life and you need to understand that it's very sensitive to threats perceived or imagined in order to regulate our hormones and help us to avoid pregnancy in times of a war or a famine, for example, by changing our hormone balance and taking away our period. Why would your body risk a nine months pregnancy, a nine month investment in its resources, if it's not safe to do so. Our bodies are obsessed with safety. And by trying to lead a masculine life, to do things the way that men do, while being feminine, it's too much for our systems. And on top of all of this, of course, the load of working and looking after a family or being a friend, sister, girlfriend, whatever. We've got addictive social media content, TV shows, crazy shit happening in the world trying to stay fit or networking events and it like never stops 
There are so many other things that we are putting on our plate outside of the work and home life. And honestly, it's often these small consistent things that are not in alignment for you that cause this overwhelming mental load and the burnout. I've had so many one-on-one clients come to me and say, well, I think I need to start a side hustle, but I'm working full time and I run a book club and I do the cleaning and X and Y, but I really need to start my entrepreneurial journey and build my personal brand, but also my health is falling apart. And I'm like, girl, breathe, slow down. Let's try and reduce some stress in your life before we add to it, okay? You're already providing so much value to the lives around you. You're doing so much. So many people are lost and settling for a life of just surviving their symptoms, unsatisfied with the healthcare they've been given, putting up with unrewarding relationships or jobs and just feeling like they've lost their spark. I know that because it was me for over a decade before I realised that your mental and physical health, as well as your level of success, were all largely determined by one thing, your nervous system's capacity. In other words, your body's sense of safety, psychologically and physiologically. Once this clicked for me in the depths of my healing journey, I created my now trademarked therapeutic method, Thetasomatics, which helps you to build nervous system resilience and rewire your subconscious mind to replace negative limiting beliefs with new positive ones, bringing your mind and body back to safety and back to balance. The truth is, you can't heal without addressing your nervous system. It affects everything. 80% of your body's signals are sent to the brain from the body, and only 20% go from your brain down. For anyone with lingering doubts, this method is all based on science and research, and it really works. You can read the reviews of those who have completed my 30-day guided somatic healing course, The Restore Challenge, or ask the millions of people who have tried tiny snippets of this method through my mega viral TikTok videos. So if you're ready to turn your life back on, you can use the podcast special code POD10, all caps, for 10% off the Restore Challenge. Again, that's all caps, POD10. Okay, let's get back to the episode. There is a lot of research linking the correlation between this heavy mental load and symptoms of anxiety and depression among women because our nervous systems are like, it's too much. So it's your responsibility to sit down and really start taking things off your plate to lighten this load. Now, everyone's life and relationship and home life is going to be different, right? So if you are in a romantic relationship, then you've got to find the right balance and split of labor that works for you. Hire a cleaner, meal prep together on weekends, do whatever you need to do so that there's like not one size fits all solution to this. I can't tell you how to do this. You need to look at your life and apply it in a way that's aligned for you. But beyond looking at your relationship or your household dynamics, you've got to detox, delegate and ditch stresses in your life at home and at work. 
Look at every area of your life. Where can you set a boundary? Where can you give a responsibility to someone else? Where can you cull things that are stressful and unnecessary? Can you automate paying your bills? Like do a life audit and reassess the way that you're living your life. Have a look at where you've created some self-inflicted pressure. This is something I've had to work on a lot in the past few years. So I give myself these deadlines that are usually tight because I know myself and unless I have a deadline, I'm probably not going to get something done and it really helps me. But sometimes I push myself too hard to stick to them rather than just extending them. Like I run my own business. I can do what I want. And that has been a big learning curve for me personally on this journey. And this internal pressure that we inflict on ourselves often will come from this place of not feeling deserving enough, like needing validation or feeling I'm not enough as I am. So we're trying to get this validation and love from burning ourselves out. And that's where trauma comes into this. The limiting subconscious beliefs or narratives you have about yourself that keep holding you back. So even though consciously you might say to yourself, okay, this weekend I'm going to rest. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to say no to plans. I'm going to take some time for myself. But until you get into your subconscious mind, which is in control 80 to 90% of the time, it might even be higher. And you address the memory or the incidents that created this belief, you're going to keep feeling stressed and triggered by this because that's the neural pathway in your brain. It's been there for a long time and it's the easiest, efficient way, most efficient way for your brain to circuit, right? It's going to keep going down that route. So while you might tell yourself, okay, I'm going to rest today, you might spend the whole day trying to read, but picking up your phone for the dopamine and stress hormone hit or You feel so guilty that you don't even end up feeling relaxed and you've got all of this FOMO from your friends hanging out. And that's why healing your subconscious beliefs is so, so important. You have to heal from the root so you don't keep moving through the survival spiral, which is what um, is something I teach all of my clients. And I see so much women, well, I know so much. I see so many women wearing burnout as, I guess it's a badge of honor. They keep pushing through with caffeine or stimulants to just go, go, go. You ask them how they are and they're like, so busy. Like that should not be an answer that we're proud to give. I'm sorry. You're not more worthy or deserving or lovable or good enough for burning yourself out. I see these women have this sense of like, you know, I've worked hard enough. So now I finally deserve rest because I've given it a hundred percent, even though I've sacrificed my own health and needs along the way. And you need to do the work to heal that, to get rid of your fear of being labeled as lazy or not doing enough, or like I'm not working hard enough. And often it's generational. It's passed down from our mum, from them feeling like they have to be working hard enough to be allowed to rest. And I've seen this in my own family. My grandma does not know how to rest. If you call her, she's like, oh, so busy, so busy all the time. And my mom is one of six kids. Most of her siblings have no idea 
how to chill and take it slow. They were not allowed to rest growing up. They always had to be doing something, doing a chore. Like they were not allowed to just sit on the couch and, and chill. They genuinely still never stop and they never put their needs first. And most of them suffer from a very serious um, inflammatory bowel disease called ulcerative colitis. And my mom saw all of this and made a huge effort because of that to teach my brother and I to take time for ourselves. And honestly, I get it. Like, it's easy to get addicted to this like validation cycle of I need to feel enough and I need to do more to get this sense of deservingness, you know, and you end up doing all sorts of things to get fake energy to continue pushing through like drinking coffee or Diet Coke or Pepsi all stimulants one thing actually that really rammed this home for me was the take your pills documentary on netflix a few years ago it really exposed how there's this crazy high percentage of people that take adderall which is an adhd medication and people don't really need it right they don't have adhd but they take it because they're under so much pressure to perform or they're exhausted and therefore they can't focus because they're so bloody tired and overwhelmed. So they take a drug to allow them to focus for a few hours. I saw this a lot at university. I took study drugs once or two times. Um, and it was crazy. Uh, it's rampant in consulting and the finance world too. And I think it speaks to the huge mental load we are carrying and how it's making it harder and harder to focus your brain is so exhausted and so overwhelmed that you basically like can't focus on one task your brain can't focus because it's full of this crazy list of things you have to get done plus all the negative thoughts and limiting subconscious beliefs that loop about yourself that keep you from feeling stressed like I have to do more and I'm not good enough and yes I appreciate that you might be like okay Isabella I've got a million kids at home I'm hustling in my career Life is hard right now, and yes, this is so much easier said than done, like anything else that is worthwhile. Reducing your mental load isn't easy, but it is possible if you want it. And I promise you, if you don't do it now, your body will end up screaming at you with symptoms until you listen. They start as a whisper, but they will keep getting louder until you hear them and take action. And you do not want to wait until you hit rock bottom to make this change. Trust me, it took me so many rock bottoms to get there. And I don't want that to be your journey too. And of course, figuring this out will be different for everyone. But if you want to have the energy and the clarity and be productive, then what you need to realize is that if you have this massive mental load and weight on your shoulders and this feeling of like, everything is your responsibility. Then number one, I'm going to be brutally honest here. You are putting this on yourself. You are self-sabotaging. No matter what your brain tells you, you can definitely do less and take some stuff off your plate. Ask for help, set boundaries, detox, delegate and ditch. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself. You are already enough just as you are. What you're doing is providing value already. And two, remember that the only way really to feel like there is this huge mental load that's really shifted is to get a grip of your perfectionism. 
the procrastination, your time management, this sense of urgency and your productivity. Maybe you're someone that just goes and goes and goes or maybe you're someone that's super avoidant because you're so overwhelmed and you procrastinate until you know you really have to do things last minute. You need to heal the limiting subconscious beliefs that lie underneath all of this. Like, I'm not good enough, I'm unworthy or I'm undeserving. And please, if you want to learn how to do that, join my upcoming free masterclass by clicking the link in the show notes below. I'm gonna talk you through everything. We cannot be on at every second of the day. We can't work like dogs for crazy hours. And we especially cannot work like men. Living in alignment with your menstrual cycle, your hormonal fluctuations, because we've got four phases hormonally in a month. The follicular phase, ovulation, luteal, and menstruation. We are not hormonally the same every day. Men have a 24-hour hormone cycle, for reference. We have a 26 to 35 day on average hormone cycle, but it varies woman to woman. We are hormonally different day to day, week to week. And when you embrace that and you live your life and you know align your nutrition and your exercise to support that, you access the superpowers of being a woman and you'll find you actually get more done. You feel so much better when you work with your hormones, not against them. You can download my free cycle syncing guide in the show notes below um, in the free guide section if you want to learn how I approach this. And honestly, as soon as you get to this place of just accepting and embracing all of this and embodying it, actually taking the action to implement this, you will feel so much lighter, so much more open, so much more energized and relieved. And you can actually then start to be more productive because you're not shaming yourself or belittling yourself or beating yourself down all the time, which obviously doesn't actually help you to become more productive. Right, so please remember that if you want to have long-lasting health, to have long-lasting success, long-lasting happiness in your relationships as well as your career, then you need to lighten your mental load and get rid of that stress and get out of survival mode. I mean, whoa, I used to be really addicted to stress. I was addicted to the hustle and the grind, the London corporate life. I was kind of addicted to being burnt out. Like I really wore me putting work ahead of my relationships, my exercise, my health and my social life as a normal and good thing to do. And I did that because it was modeled to me. I grew up with two parents that worked really hard. I equated working hard and sacrificing things for work like with success. I mean, my dad was a cancer specialist growing up and the phone rang all through the night. He was constantly available to everyone and he missed birthdays and stuff and he was successful because of it and that success was modeled to me. And my mom was a boss in advertising and I had nannies as a young girl and I just thought you had to work, 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 you know? That was a big subconscious imprintation. That's what I grew up and was wired into me to be normal. That was my limiting belief that I had to heal with my method, theta somatics. And over the past few years, I've really had to look at my life and take myself out of this box that I'd been putting myself and building for myself about how living the big city life in London was making me feel most inspired and happy and worthy and deserving because it's so vibrant and fast paced and amazing. Like 
I really had to dismantle that and realize that's not true anymore. I've realized that actually authentically, I want to be by the beach. I want to be somewhere more quiet, to have a slower life where my nervous system can just chill, where there aren't sirens all the time. I don't have to be hypervigilant about my bag or my phone. There's not plans offered to me every single night with friends and I constantly have things to do that are hard for me to say no to with a million people around me all the time. I'm absorbing their energy and I can just breathe. Which is why I'm currently working on a move to Spain and I'm spending so much more time with my family in Australia. And since making that decision, I can confidently say that my life has gotten better. My health has gotten better. My business is booming. My creativity, my mindset, my happiness, my nervous system, my cortisol, my sleep is incomparably better. And of course, I'm always going to love London and I miss my friends. But it's nice to go back and just soak it up like a tourist and enjoy all the beautiful things about it. Which is why living an authentic life aligned with your authentic wants and needs and desires is so important and is a key part of my Theta Somatics method. And my belief now and the way that I live my life now and what I want for you is that you can have it all. You can, but you need to do it in a way that works with your hormones and is authentic and is alignment as in and is in alignment for you. I want you to do it all without the crazy exhaustion and the burnout and surviving on three cups of coffee a day. I promise you that this mental load can be unburdened and everything that you're struggling with is able to be healed. There is always an answer. You do not have to live on stressy street, right? You can learn how to stop doing this to yourself, how to stop saying yes to everything and ramming your can calendar so it's insanely full. You can learn how to say no. Please, if you take away anything from this episode, let it be that the belief, let it be the belief that it is not selfish to put your needs first. In fact, it's actually selfish not to, because then you're not showing up as the best version of yourself for everyone else in your life. You need to fill your own cup up first. Every single woman I've worked with has told me one of her biggest goals health-wise is to just wake up with energy, feeling confident and optimistic about the day. And this is how you do it. But you need to learn how to slow down and how to heal these limiting beliefs in your subconscious mind that don't let you. There's nothing wrong with you, like you're not broken. You just need a software upgrade. You've got to rewire your brain and your nervous system. And that's exactly what I'm going to explain in my upcoming masterclass. So please join that. But I know that it's easy to feel alone in this, but please know that you're not. Like, if you're feeling like you're being pulled in a thousand different directions, please know that most women do feel that way. There are so many women who I speak to who are exhausted and it's causing them to feel uninspired, depressed, disengaged. They've lost their spark and ultimately the hustle and the girl bossing isn't even giving them the validation and the happiness that they're trying to achieve. So this community is about to start believing and learning that we can do it all. We just need to change how we go about it and we make sure that we're doing it in a way that works with our body, not against it, and we recognize how much value we are already providing. So I hope that this episode lit a big fire under your ass to really change some things and also gave you permission to start clearing some space in your life and just reevaluate things. 
to really look at the beliefs about yourself that are causing you to burn out. So if you loved this episode, please make sure that you share it on your Instagram story and help liberate other women. Tag me so I can see it and celebrate you. This really is such an important topic. I could talk about it for hours, but I'm going to leave it there. I love you and I will see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Please send the link to someone who you really think could benefit from tuning in. And if someone shared a link with you and you're new to the podcast, then welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Here are two things that you can do to continue on your breakthrough journey. Firstly, you can join my free community on Facebook, The Thrive Tribe, to ask questions and discuss the podcast. And number two, make sure you're following the podcast on whatever platform that you like to listen on. All you have to do is go to the podcast page, which is the one that links all of my episodes, and then there will be a little follow button with a plus sign on the top right-hand side of the page on Apple Podcasts or on the left side on Spotify. See you soon. Thank you.